Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Donovan guarded by Porter Jr. He's looking around for help. They bring the double. Donovan goes away from it in the lane. Flares it back to Clarkson. Catch and shoot three. Got it! Jordan Clarkson. Every three looks good now. Donovan comes off the pick. They bring two to him. Big step through the lane. Bullets a pass to Rudy. Tough catch. Goes up in traffic and hammers. Oh, Rudy Gobert. Wee wee. Five on the clock. Donovan through the legs. Rise. Fire. Three. Sweet. Revenge. Talk now, Paul Millsap. Talk now. What do you got to say? That's a three in your grill, Paul. Donovan Mitchell, you are something else. 46 for the kid. Don't talk to me, says Donovan. Don't talk to me. It's not exactly what he said, but, you know, I guess it kind of catches the essence of it. Sort of. Donovan Mitchell, 51. Jamal Murray, 50. That had never happened in a playoff game before. Opposing players going for 50. It only happened five times in the regular season. We were running out of superlatives last night on TV. Has your vocabulary expanded at all to explain what the heck happened in Game 4, PK? That was phenomenal. Oh, well, I'm like uh, Paul Millsap. I actually didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just stared. A stare I've been down. staring. I haven't gone to bed. I just been staring at the TV since eleven o'clock last night. I got That's... done with television. I just been staring. I've been staring in friggin' dis friggin' belief. <laughs> That's a little. That's. A little cringeworthy right there. The thought of you just staring at the TV all night. Well, I had to get up a couple times, and as Locke said about Rudy, I had to go wee wee. Yeah. Understandable. But, when you think about it, this is the time to do it because there's never been an easier time in the playoffs to have two guys from opposing teams score 50. Nobody had to do it on the road. Right. Yeah. No one's doing it on the road. There's no hostile environments. There's no referees being influenced by crowds, which I think they are. Usually you look at the home team, and the home team shoots more free throws. Not always, but as I said, usually. So when you step back a little bit here, they've been in this environment now for weeks, and this is the time. I don't think it's any fluke that we're seeing it. I don't think the NBA wants to talk about it because they want to just talk about how great their players are, and I get that. I would try to, if I was an employee of the NBA, that's what I would do too. Uh, but I think that's part of the reason. That doesn't take away from the greatness of the games. The games have been scintillating, and they've captured my attention. I've been watching. I didn't watch the Eastern stuff because that seems to be a foregone conclusion, at least the first round. When we get to the second round, maybe. Uh, but the Western has just been great. Almost every game has been phenomenal. And so that's all that matters. It's been great basketball. But I think part of the reason for all the scoring like that is that it's, uh, it's they're, they're both playing in the same situation and nobody has an advantage. The Jazz did end up with the advantage at the free throw line, 36-13. That came up in the Nuggets postgame that we just uh, just played for you. Now, some of that, I'd have to go back and add it up, but I would bet the Jazz shot 10 free throws in the last two minutes. Donovan Mitchell certainly shot a lot, and Conley had the two right at the end. But now, They were did, big in the free throw uh, yeah, in margin the whole game. Yeah, 36-13. You can't account for all 23 of those in the last two minutes. So, had the advantage there, but as you say, not not because the ref was intimidated by a crowd. Right. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag NBA. Vinny Smith trying to get it to Luka. They do, but way outside. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does. He hits. He hits. And the Mavericks have won the game. Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn. And the series is tied at two games apiece. Got so loud you could hear the studio echo in there. That was kind of hollow. But that was another phenomenal game. As you just say, multiple good games in the West. And yesterday's, uh, if you didn't like them, then this just isn't the right sport for you. Luka Doncic, go ahead hoop with 19 seconds left. And then the game winner at the buzzer. Outstanding. No Porzingis. You know, it's easy to say something before a game. You know, if you don't have the right attitude and you don't think we can win, you shouldn't be here. Wow, way to back it up. Phenomenal triple-double. Huge game for Luka Doncic. He's a monster, man. He's on on the path of 21 to be, when he's done, top five of all time. And you say who you want to take out. I say who don't you want to take out. (laughs) The way he's going at 21 years of age. Well, I guess the only thing I would say, although you're right, he's just been awesome, is that uh, what Donovan said about, uh, yeah, this is great, but we're doing it in the first round. And you got to get deeper in the playoffs and do it. But he's been doing it uh, for two years. Yes, he has. There's no doubt he has. And that was to go against uh, a Kawhi Leonard-like team like that and answer the bell multiple times without the guy who's supposed to be your second-best player. Trey Burke, of all people, with 25 points. Only missed four shots in that game. I mean, 9 to 13, 10 to 14, something like that. Really efficient, grabbing an air ball, hitting a big shot. Yeah, my prediction is every 6 7 halfway decent white guy who can dribble in Europe is now going to be drafted 20 spots higher than he probably should. <laughs> because, you know, there was some doubt well, can Doncic make that transition? Is he that good? Yep. And two guys good. were drafted before him. Well, yes, he's just that good. Uh, the Eastern games, as you say, were, were not all of that. The Raptors finished the sweep of the Brooklyn Nets, 150-122. to Karis LeVert had 35 in that one. And the Celtics beat the Sixers, 110-106. Boston with a sweep. Now on to the second round. Uh, they get a few days off here. I think it's uh, four days before they Thursday's start. Thursday's when they kick it off, yeah. Yeah. Celtics and Raptors in the second round. That should be good. The, their two first-round series were kind of foregone conclusions, but this should be good. Today, Bucks and Magic at 11.30. Milwaukee's up 2-1. to one. Rockets and Thunder at 2 o'clock. Were you surprised Oklahoma City got Game 3, PK? No. I got to say, I was a little surprised. Pacers and Heat at 4.30, and then the Lakers and Blazers tonight at 7 o'clock. Bucks and Magic are on NBA TV. Everything else is on TNT. Uh, Kyle Lowry... Uh, Hurt his arch of his left foot, only played nine minutes in game four, getting an MRI. Uh, no, no firm report on his status in a postgame, so. but they got a few days off. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. The first thing I'd say is I wish we had listened earlier, uh, Cap, to what you were kneeling about and what you were trying to bring attention to. We had invited him in several times to have the conversation and have the dialogue. I wish we had the benefit of that. We never did. And, you know, we would have benefited from that. Absolutely. That's Roger Goodell, NFL commissioner. Wish they had listened earlier. Think it would have made that big a difference, PK, or... The owners weren't going to listen. There's just no way. 
I think racism is solved at the individual level. I've been saying that forever. I'll continue to say that. I think that if you end up with a friend of another race, you're probably going to like that person. That's why he's a, he or she is a friend. And that's going to cause you to think differently. So they can stand on their heads. They can do whatever they want in the national anthem. But I think racism is solved at the individual level. And that, that's my response. And I'll be a broken record to that. That's uh, a good response to uh, How about you? keep issuing out there. I think you're spot on. I probably would not have phrased it as well the first time you did. Um, you've said it multiple times since then, and I think you're spot on. You'll hear things differently when you, uh, when you have that bond with somebody. The NFL worked Sunday to assess a series of positive COVID-19 results that have all been traced to the same lab in New Jersey, obviously raising concerns about that testing program. The NFL was investigating 77 test results from a total of 11 teams. So somebody goofed somewhere, but there was a, a lot of concern along the way uh, as all the positive tests started to pile up. But looks like there might be an issue with the testing instead. Of course, that'll be its own problem going forward. They're going to need Came out tests. this morning, Adam Schefter saying all 77 of those came back negative after being retested. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Nothing stopping college football at LSU, PK. Hurricane Marco barreling down. Campus is closed, except for the football team. They're still set to practice. All right, guys. Don't miss a day. Schools yeah. continue to monitor weather threats for fall sports teams. LA, LSU was set to begin the fall semester today. <laughs> Football must go on, PK. The show must go on. Well, I know if it were normal circumstances, this would be game week for some teams. Right, we'd be heading into week zero, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, think LSU uh, Arizona, had Arizona and Hawaii, I think, were scheduled to yep. play. You also had UNLV Cal. Yeah, I knew there was more uh, than than just that one, and this would be this would be the first of game week, and then with the calendar with Labor Day being what Labor Day is about as late as it literally can be, most of week one, the traditional one, would be next week. So BYU and Utah were scheduled to play a week from Thursday, right? Yes, you are right. We'd be uh, we'd be ten days out right now. Yeah. Uh, NCAA Division One Board of Directors voted Friday to give all fall sports student-athletes an additional year of eligibility and an additional year to complete it through a blanket waiver, regardless of the amount of games or contests the student-athletes may participate in this fall. So, athletes don't have to decide whether to risk a year of eligibility, you know, for the, the leagues that are still going forward. Well, should I risk it? Because what if we play six games and don't finish the season? Well, now they don't have to think about that. Although... Ultimately, that's just going to put the squeeze on for playing time as more classes try to wedge into the same years. So, I don't. I will see. You know, I get. I think there's some guys and ladies who have been there for a long time and ready to move on with their lives. Yeah. So we'll have to see. On paper, I get the theory, but let's just see what the actuality is. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Betts drills one to left, and that one is gone. Seven home runs for the Dodgers this afternoon, and two for Mookie Betts. 
11-2 the final as the Dodgers bash their way to another victory started with a Corey Seager homer early uh, first inning and they just kept hitting scored in all but two innings throughout that game they are plus 79 in run differential they're 22 and 8 right now there isn't much to complain about for Dodger fans right now PK I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, it's going to take a hit on a 60-game season. Well, the truth of the matter, you could play 260 games, and the Dodgers are going to make the playoffs. So if the Dodgers should win the World Series and we get to that point, hopefully if we get to that point or when we get to that point, I think you have to consider it to some degree very much legitimate because they're going to be in the postseason. We knew that. We've known that. And then particularly when they got Betts, who was just an awesome all-around ball player, there's no question about that. That just further strengthened the argument that they were going to be in the playoffs. So you can't really say, wow, they only played 60 games because they would be in the postseason either way. It would be a, a, it would be an absolute correct usage of the word irregardless. They would be in the playoffs. So can you really take a shot at them? It, and I don't know that they're going to win the World Series. I'm just saying if. But it's obvious this is a team that's going to be in the postseason no matter what amount of games you put in front of them. Well, isn't just like the Clippers and the Lakers, the kind of the NBA parallel. They were going to be in it. They were set up to have a deep run. So if they win it, it's not some kind of outlier. I mean, I get the season is different, but they were always going to be in the mix. Well, uh, a couple of different things here is that, as we just said with the NBA, that no road it's games. much easier for two teams to score 50. There'll never be an easier path to the NBA title than there is right now in terms of having to do what is really impressive, go in front of 18,000 people and do what you do. So that's not going to be the case. But in my mind, they played enough games to where that had legitimacy, whereas baseball basically is only playing not quite, but uh, what, a third or fourth of the game. So I think the fewer games leads more to the question of uh, asterisk or not. But as far as the Dodgers are concerned, they're going to get in the postseason no matter how many games you put in front of them on the schedule. That This much is clear. If you want an asterisk in the National League right now, there are five teams with winning records. There is a sixth, Miami, right at 500, exactly. And then with eight teams going to the playoffs, there are two games with losing record, two teams with losing records who would be in right now. Uh, that's because of all the interleague play, and, and maybe you know that, that'll change. But the Giants right now, with a six-game win streak, and they just swept the Diamondbacks, they're two games under 500, and they'd be in. They'd be in as the seventh team right now. The uh, Mets also a couple games under right now. Padres continue to bash home runs. Manny Machado, two-run homer to snap a 3-3 tie and beat the Astros. Baseball etiquette. Granky just sitting on the ground watching him fix the mound. There was something with the the dirt and there was a hole and maybe he was getting a blister they were worried about. It's a great picture. Yeah, just just sitting there hanging out. Fix the mound. You ever have a teammate just sit down during a game, PK? On the bench many times. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Four second half goals for RSL. They come back to beat Colorado. Trailed at halftime thanks to an own goal. But 
Talk about finishing your chances. They finished all their chances, didn't mess anything up. And Colorado, it's weird how a game changes, PK. Colorado and uh, RSL tied at one, and Colorado's goalkeeper just spills it. It was right in his hands, and he just coughs it up, and it's a tap-in for a goal for RSL, and then Colorado hits the frame. It doesn't go in, and it all unravels on him. It was right there well, for the take Timmy Howard ain't walking through those pipes. <laughs> no, he is not. <laughs> the Michael Chang story. He had a goal and two assists coming on at halftime and doing everything right for RSL. They get the win. So we know they can score in light of Colorado because they've done it twice now. Now can they do it to somebody else? Try against LAFC on uh, Wednesday. And Carlos Vela, I expect he's not going to play in that, but, but we'll see. DJ and PK, that is what is trending. Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, we got Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, at 8 o'clock. Dan Feldman covers the NBA for NBC Sports and Pro Basketball Talk. He'll be here at 8.30. Next, your reaction, the Jazz up 3-1. Now, what are you thinking? Where does it go from here? Your analysis of games three and four. And what are you looking at, looking for in game five? We'll get to all of that next. Stay with us. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. From Basketball Insiders, he is Steve Kyler. Give us your thoughts on what you've seen from the Jazz and the Nuggets so far. Boy, it probably starts with Donovan Mitchell. I mean, you think Mike Conley has to go out for the birth of a child. How's this going to go? Okay, will Utah have enough firepower in Donovan Mitchell? So sure, I do. It's impressive, for sure. And then I think with Denver, you saw in Game 2 of this series, Jokic was good, Michael Porter was good, but you just didn't get enough from others. You know, you know you're going to need more than that. Typically in a playoff game, four guys in double figures usually gets it done. So we'll see what game three brings. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I love hearing negative things about me. And, you know, as, as you know, Tony, the knock on me has been, you know, inefficient, you know, not a team player, whatever it is. And I pride myself on being a team player. I pride myself on being a playmaker. I said it, I said it a thousand times, and I'm going to continue to do that. That's Donovan Mitchell after the Game 4 win. It is time for Hot Takes or Toast, brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Well, Sniggy, both those people must really be (laughs) embarrassed. Yes, humiliated even. Because how many people uh, have said negative things about Donovan Mitchell and his basketball? There, there can't be more than three. <laughs> <laughs> well, he heard him, and it drives him. He's showing them. He's showing both those people. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes to generate these fifty-point games, if he's got to be Michael Jordan and find three people out of three hundred and thirty million in the U.S. and Maybe, you know what, maybe maybe it's something that somebody said overseas. Who knows? Maybe it's an NBA fan in France. I don't know. Uh, well, wherever. I mean, Australia. I a, wherever. I heard a couple of people in uh, Sicily said, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, Fanabla. <laughs> Fanabla. <laughs> 
Uh, Neil, posting on our Facebook page, uh, Spider has 50-plus points twice in four games. That's woodshed time. Okay. Yeah. This is the best of the best coming to the top. I really saw it in his eyes. I thought his eyes gave the clues to what he was going to do in the, in the regular season portion of the restart. Uh, well, you know, once he got 57, 50 seems uh, imminently doable. Uh, and the thing about it, man, his jump shot just seems as light as a feather. It's like it floats through the sky and into the net. It is so smooth and so pure right now. He's shooting with such an unbelievable touch. Daniel says, I'm thinking that I should not have checked Facebook while watching the recording of the game. <laughs> Gave away the ending watching tape. A recording shows. of the game? Well, apparently he was uh, on, on his own personal tape delay. I can't do that, man. Cannot do that. I've never taped a sporting event ever. It's so hard not to cheat and go forward. Yeah, I mean, I watch reruns, but it's not through my own personal. It's the ones that they've shown. But, yeah, it's, it's got to be enjoyed live. You know, yesterday was just a gorgeous day for sports. You had that earlier game. You had the jazz game, halftime of the jazz game. I flick over to ESPN, and the Phillies and the Braves are playing, and it ends with uh, Dansby Swanson getting thrown out at the plate with the potential tying run on a double cut. And he's coming in, and you know the batter, how they're moving their arms down, which means to slide. So he knows he's got to do something, and he dives. He starts his dive like about – Pete Rose would have thought, oh, my gosh, that was hustle. And he was out, and they reviewed it to make sure he didn't block the plate, the catcher, you know, the throw. Remember that a couple years ago? That was the big rage. He's right. blocking the plate, and they yep. kept calling everybody safe. Well, you know, uh, Real Muto, I think, was the catcher for the Phillies, and, it, and the ball comes up the line a little bit. But the point I'm making is that it was just outstanding hustle and determination and effort by everybody involved. And that's what I'm about, man. The results don't really float my boat, and I realize they do for a lot of people. But for me, it's about the determination and the effort and the hustle and all those types of things. And I had just flicked on, and it happened base hit in that situation, and there were two outs. And I thought, this is just outstanding. This is the essence of what it's all about for me, is seeing guys and gals just ball out with everything that they possibly have. And if they do that... I am so very much into it, and I thought this was incredible to watch that. And I think back to the earlier game and then the game that we were watching. It was just a great day. I mean, sports has come back in a large degree of better than ever. Dustin Johnson just doing what he does on the golf course earlier in the day. To me, it was awesome. 11-11 shot win. He went 30 under. Yeah. <laughs> that is, who goes 30 under on the PGA Tour? Right, and then you know, a day earlier, I'd hit, I'd kick the crap out of the couple of hatches on a golf course. I mean, it was just, it was just gorgeous. So the toe, you played through the pain. True story. <laughs> and there was blood on the. Yeah, uh, you had a bloody effort. sock. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Straight out of the movies. He was walking off. I'm like, hey, are we gonna have a Kurt Schilling type of day out here? Hatch and I had a great experience uh, involving an eleven year, two eleven year old girls. Now, before you go, oh, 
Let me explain. Uh, we when we got to ten, I was playing with Yock and his father Nate, and when we got to ten, we walked up from nine to ten. We saw two young gals, and we're down there at Talents Cove, beautiful golf course. Encourage people to play it. Love playing it. And uh, there was two young girls who were walking over to uh, eighteen, and they uh, what it was was a tournament, and it was o- overtime. And so they played, what did they play, Yach? Three extra holes? Four extra holes. Four actually. extra holes, yeah. yeah. They were just knotted. And they're, they're wheeling their carts, and then they have parents in uh, drive carts. And so at the fourth hole, we're standing at the tee, and we see them come back. So that would have been the fourth hole, which actually 13. would have been, what, the 13th. Yeah. And so you're starting heading away from the clubhouse. So we see them coming back, and... Uh, there was a young girl sitting in the middle. They're coming towards our tee, and she's all smiles, and we start clapping. And then a couple of minutes later, here comes the parents and of an 11-year-old girl in the middle, and she's crying. She lost the playoff. And it was sort of, you know, in the moment, it was a little heartbreaking. But I thought that was awesome. 11-year-old girl upset, another uh, 11-year-old girl beaming because they were playing in a competition, a union, uh, what, a junior USGA type thing? It was the Utah Junior Golf Association. Yeah, and it was fun to see. And they were all for four holes or three holes, not four holes, they were ahead of us. And they were playing, uh, having a competition. And we found out because a guy came down and told us that they were that's what they were doing. And they 11 years old, and they were having that heated competition. I thought it was great. Got more people posting right here. Brian says, I had the Nuggets winning this series in five or six games. I did not count on Conley and Clarkson playing so well, let alone Mitchell going supernova. Yeah. Okay, I can buy all that. Uh, Clarkson's not really that big of a surprise. And I think that, and we'll ask Steve Cleveland about this, I think that clearly Mike Conley has benefited from Bogdanovich not being out on the court because it's just taken any guesswork out of it. Quinn Snyder said, Mike, we need you, and now's the time we need you. This is why we got you a year ago is for right now. And Mike has come back, and he's just playing. And the fact that he's just playing is really, it seems to me, has loosened any burden. And he's just playing ball as if he was down the street at the park. And, boy, he's playing really well. Al says, honestly, I'm surprised. The way the Jazz are shooting the ball before the playoffs, I gave them no shot. So I think a couple things there. One, they didn't shoot it well early on, but then they had a couple games where they did shoot it better. So I don't know if that's getting used to the bubble and the gyms you're playing in. And then you got to allow for the playoffs, you know, the intensity goes up. They knew the schedule going in. They knew they had eight seeding games. Yeah, as it turns out, that those they were games. The score was kept, and, the, and, and they go on the record, but it was about to get ready for this moment that they have here, and that's what they used it for, obviously. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, you know, he didn't play in a couple, what, play a couple games. I think one game he just played just a couple of handfuls of minutes. But when it was time to go, he's been ready. Yeah, absolutely. Kurt's checking in from Memphis, 855-340-ZONE, if you want to give us a call. Kurt, good morning. First of all, good win. Um, I do want to announce this is what Mike Conley does. He's been in the playoffs every year since he's been in the league. No disappointments, only overreactions. Just sit back and watch. He's going to average 27, and he's going to be the big shot maker and not scare in the moment. I've been telling you this for six months. 
Just sit back and enjoy now. That's why we broke our wrist to give him that contract. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Kurt. Kurt has been consistent. He's been in Conley's corner. He's pumping been, him up. He's been calling for six months. It's true. Conley's corner. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Conley's corner. Hey, does he want a little, do a little broadcasting when he's done? Remote yeah. from his house in Columbus. Conley's corner. Oh, you can see that'll be a section where underprivileged kids get te- tickets to the game. Huh? Uh, Conley's corner. Have a banner hanging up there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got it's, all the other ones. Why not? It's made for it. Uh, Conley's a true pro, and he's a veteran of uh, many, many years. He's played in many big games going back to college. I think his college team, he and Greg Oden at Ohio State, got to the Final Four, if I remember correctly. I saw them play uh, back in Kentucky, I think it was. They were there when the Cougars were there and uh, saw the game. And you know he's been tried and proven many times over. And that's what that's what's coming. I I would like for someone to ask him, or maybe get to Quinn Snyder, to wonder if if there's a connection there. I think there is. I think that with Bogdanovich being out, everybody pointed to Conley. Okay, you're our guy in terms of what can be done. Now they've had he and uh, Mitchell have uh, up their season output, obviously, and they they've done that. And you know, you, Gobert, he can. He, what he does is what he does, man. Gobert really hasn't surprised anybody. Uh, Clarkson really hasn't surprised to me. Uh, this is what he does. He's an amazing scorer, uh, no doubt about it. But if you would have told me that, they said on TV last night, that Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles combined for 51, I thought, yeah, that would be a good chance they would win. Mm-hmm. Joe took four shots. Missed them all. People are also, I don't know where it is in here, but there were comments about, I can't believe Joe only had one assist, but he didn't have the ball in his hands. That was, you know, putting it in Donovan's hands and keeping it there. And then when uh, he goes out, it's, uh, it's Clarkson and Conley. And Clarkson, it's like the, the offense pretty much starts. Clarkson's going to dribble until he finds a shot. Right. There are not very many assists when Jordan Clarkson is on the floor. Uh, they've allowed him that freedom to to keep that dribble going until he sees if something's there, and more often than not, he does. You know, Joe, a uh, zero points, but they won the game, and so you know, if you look at it, I believe I looked at it last night. I think he had the uh, the highest plus minus of any of the starters. So if you're into that, he's making contributions there. So who really cares how many points you score as long as you win the game? 855-340-ZONE. Call us uh, if you want. You can also use the app, the open mic. Y'all could get your audio on the air, get your take with the Jazz up 3-1. What are you thinking now? I think Darren speaks for a lot of people when he says, I love how Mitchell hit a three-pointer over Millsap. After Millsap stared Donovan down, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's not really Millsap's thing. I was wondering what was going on, you know, what was what led to that. Was it something that Mitchell had said or done earlier that caused Paul to do that? Because Paul's had a track record of playing the game. Now, typically, Paul didn't say anything. <laughs> right. Not, he's still who he is. Even when he's trying to intimidate people, he doesn't say anything. But that was a big stare down. There's no doubt about it. And it was caught eloquently and repeatedly on television. Everyone saw it. It was obvious to the world. And uh, clearly that – I don't know that it fired up Mitchell because I think when he's already fired up. Uh, he made the shot, and then, you know, I want this bleep. He swore several times over there. Uh, so he did that, and that was easy to see. I mean, you're a 
you have the skill. God bless you with the skill for lip reading. You should have said, I don't even know if you were with us when he said that. That would have been awesome if that would have been saved. I have this special skill that God foreordained with me. I grabbed it. No problem. I mean, he just I've never said in almost 19 years of sports radio, I have this special skill. Like TJ did. I'm looking at him like, what the hell? I tweeted that out for the people who listen to the show who get it, who heard you go off on this. I tweeted that out. What what did he say? I don't don't have that skill set. (laughs) I have this special skill, he tells us. a ton of reaction, too. He's Liam Neeson over here. (laughs) I have a particular set of skills. (laughs) Uh, I assumed at the moment, because Paul talks so little, I assume that it was just a minute to go in a close game. And you're right, it could have been something that happened with, you know, five minutes earlier or 20 minutes earlier. But I assumed it was, this guy's killing us, but the game's on the line, and just try to get some edge for even, if he, if he just has doubt for one possession, we'll take it. I assumed that that's what it was about, and Donovan had no doubt. They, they inbounded the ball, and like eight seconds later, he's hit a massive three. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, you had that Montrez Harrell thing with Doncic, and we know what he said, and he apologized for it, so I think that was the end of it. But earlier, I think that uh, Doncic had criticized Harrell for flopping. And so, you know, you get that going on, going back and forth there, and it's in the heat of the moment. And Harrell, in my mind, certainly made good on that when he went up to him before the game. And and Doncic has, you know, he forgave him and all that and was wondering what the big deal was in the first place. And I know people want to bring in the race there, and the race is seen in every single thing, that's for sure. But, you know, guys doing stuff in the moment like that, uh, that's exactly what it is. It's in the moment. And they're competing, and they both want the same thing. It's not sitting at a restaurant or walking down a street or even after the game on the floor. You rarely see that type of stuff. So it's not that they need my forgiveness, but it's more about uh, more understanding, you know, what's going on. I mean, no punches were thrown or anything like that. So words, and you know, you can't just go crazy, but words are words, and a look's a look. And if that fired up Donovan, so be it. But I wonder what was involved there. Uh, Millsap thought the opportunity. Maybe he thought like, hey, hey, young buck here, you know, you're getting all this run. Don't try that shiz on me. Maybe that was just it. And he stared him down, and that was fired up Mitchell to make the shot. But Mitchell had had so much proof of him making shots to that point. I don't think he needed that, but it was just a subplot in a great game. You gave Yark, you gave Yark a little mini uh, heart attack. I don't know, what was that, a little... Ag- what is that? Was it Agita? Was that what your your relatives said? Agita? Agita? <laughs> yeah. Agita. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He yak flinched in there. <laughs> Where's he go? Oh, okay. All right. <sighs> With what? <laughs> Instinctively reflect to dump button mode. What? Who? Me? Yeah. On what? On the shiz. Oh. Yeah, you, well, you got two, three letters in there, and Yak, you know, with Yak with his cat-like reflexes, it was flowing pretty good. I'm like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> well, I'm not in the moment. I mean, I'm just sitting here talking. I'm, I'm rarely in the moment, so I'm just sitting here talking about it. But the point being, I understand all that stuff that goes on in the course of a competitive game. Colton posts on our Facebook page. I'm feeling good up three-one. I just wish these games were here in Utah three months ago. Well, we all do. Yeah, that's what's missing, right? <laughs> the 
the the plaza, the hype, the anticipation, and all. Oh that. yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. Just would if if game uh, three and four would have been in Salt Lake, that would have just been so much freaking fun. Yeah, uh, obviously the the energy in the arena would just be off the charts. But I, our we hearing, all wish we were here. Our hearing's in better shape though. We didn't we didn't endure 140 decibels as people lost their mind as. Donovan hit a three over Millsap after Millsap stared him down. Well, Can you, you imagine had, the arena after that? You didn't that? hear my family scream when that shot went in. My hearing's better for it. All right, DJ I and created P- it. <laughs> DJ and PK, we got more of your feedback coming in. You can hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. Use the open mic on the app. Get us your take. Steve Cleveland's here in 20 minutes. More on the Jazz and the Nuggets. And Brian D. Naylor. His take, I think a lot of people are thinking this. We will hit that next. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. You're seeing the Big 12. You're seeing the SEC and the ACC saying, you know, we can do this. And I know we're going to have some tenuous moments when students come back to campus. But I really think that there is a certain level of commitment by these conferences to say, we're going to give this a shot. And we're going to hope our players make good decisions, do the right thing, and can self-govern themselves. The Conference USA just announced that they're going to try to test three times per week their players, which would put them right up there with one of the strictest in the country, and they're going to do everything they can to play football this fall. And if it works, and they go and they knock it out of the park, and they're able to play games and keep the positives to a minimum, I think you're going to see the Pac-12 and the Big Ten have a lot of egg on their face. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Donovan's right. The series isn't over, and the way Denver played tonight, that game could have gone either way. We were fortunate we had some guys, you know, namely Donovan, that, that made plays, you know, made more plays than they did at the end. There's Quinn Snyder after the Jazz win. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801 833 3333. That's 801 833 3333. Facebook page. All right, it's 3-1. What are you thinking now? Go to DJ and PK and post or hit up Twitter, David DJ James. Brian Naylor says, we are a Mitchell crossing half court a little quicker away from a sweep. Jazz are rolling right now. It's generated four thumbs up. And uh, your favorite KUTV employee, Blake, blurted the same thing out last night. Can't guarantee everything would have gone the same, PK. Uh, We always hear, and I think we're about to see in Game 5, you know, the elimination game. It's the hardest game. Team that's about to get sent home brings more effort. Unless Locke's right and people went out of the bu- out of the bubble and nobody wins in elimination games when they're down three one, but we'll find that out Tuesday night. You buying the Jazz could have swept this? Should've? How do I know that Mitchell wouldn't have blown out his knee and been lost for a year? I mean, I don't, I don't play the what if game. Uh, there was still a, well over a minute and a half to go in that situation, so. Uh, with the three-pointer, uh, yeah, four-point lead can become a one-point uh, deficit in just a heartbeat. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, they played well enough to win that game. They didn't. That's what's important, is they've played well enough to win all four games, and they've won three of them. Whereas Denver obviously hasn't. I thought Denver quit 
not last night, but game three. Pro- yeah, game three that. by the third quarter, and you could argue it was earlier. But when uh, yeah. when Jokic threw the ball straight to Mitchell at the top of the key, and Mitchell ran, it was right in the middle of the court, and he just goes sixty feet straight down the middle of the court for a windmill dunk that puts the Jazz up thirty. There was no other nugget in the video. Right, there was right. no other nugget. I mean, does anybody want to chase this guy down? Right. It's basketball. You got to run. You have to run. Yeah, and uh, Malone called him out for that, justifiably so. But then they responded. I, I can't criticize their effort. I mean, they're down two starters. Uh, so, and they don't have uh, the firepower to replace it, particularly on the defensive end. And when I say it, maybe we don't use firepower defensively because I don't think they're a very good defensive team. And uh, so, with that in mind, you know, they came back. Uh, if I'm Denver, I'm pleased with their effort. Uh, trying to win three ball games. I mean, it's been done several times. It's not going to be the most difficult thing. It's not going to be impossible, probably. But, yeah, I expect the Jazz to win. And I think I said this on television now. Okay, you need to, and it's not for these guys. They can't really, really do it. But it's one of those things, like in football, when you got the Idaho State this week and you got USC next week, yeah, you know, do you put in and the coach always said, "Oh no, we're just focused on Idaho State," you know. But uh, do you put in a little extra stuff there to work on SC the following week? Well, here the point I'm making with basketball is that it's not that they're going to put in any stuff against the round two opponent, but the point being, if you can win this game, get yourself off your feet and relax a little bit because the other series is two-two, uh, that could maybe help you. You're looking for advantages. And that could be an advantage to get because guys are playing big minutes. Yep, Mitchell's only twenty three years old. He ought to be able to play big minutes every other day for the next uh, several months and not have it affect him. I understand that, but why not get your guys off and relaxed a little bit and maybe enjoy the bubble, whatever they whatever they do there. Uh, so that's important. Every game is important for various reasons, and so try to try to close this thing out Tuesday because you never know what can happen. I mean, your guy can turn an ankle. You know, everybody got nervous when Mitchell went down there for a second uh, and he got back and he slid uh, off the floor. They're thinking, uh-oh, uh, turned out to be fine, obviously. But, uh, you know, got this opportunity. You don't want to let it slip away. And and then if, if you win four straight, too, man, you just got all sorts of momentum running your way. I really thought they were going to end up losing that game. As you watch it unfold and Denver was bringing it and clearly they were embarrassed, humiliated, whatever word you want after the way they got blown out in two in a row. I just thought, are the Jazz really going to win four straight and close the series? And they don't have the four straight yet. They have the three. But having finally gotten over the hump and won a close game against Denver, it, this seems backwards, but four in a row seems more doable than three, which makes no sense on the surface, I realize. Yeah, I understand that. I thought the best thing about the game was because of the fact that Denver brought it and the Jazz responded, particularly in the first half, because the Jazz were, I mean, the Nuggets, talk about the Nuggets there for a second, they, they played a very great, or they played great in the first half. Millsap, you know, you like the throw back the turn back the clock expression, and they only had a one-point lead at halftime. I actually thought at that point, Jazz were in great shape. I think the lead never got more than eight, uh, maybe ten 
but I thought it was like eight. And so the Jazz always kept it close because eight in the first half obviously is nothing really. And then a little flurry to only be down by one. I thought the Jazz took Denver's best shot. So at that point at halftime, I felt extremely confident, like to the point of 75% confident that the second half the Jazz would win because I believe they took Denver's best shot and Denver could only muster a one-point lead. I thought you're spot on, and I had that that logic. Big T and Pace Mannion, they were on the same page with it, and those two would talk about that for five years doing the pre-half and post. They would always look at the stat sheet and say who was hot and who was cold, and I always figure the guys were going to come back and be who they were. And so for the Nuggets to be off the charts like that and up by one, it's totally something they would have said. And it played out that way until the middle of the fourth quarter. The Jazz got up 11, and you're thinking, well, if Locke's theory is right here, the Jazz are going to win this by 15 or 20. Denver's just going to go, oh, never mind. This isn't, I mean, geez, we played as well as we could, and, and look what these guys are doing to us. But boy, that game got back to six in a hurry. And at that point, I think everybody, all the Jazz fans started getting nervous. Because at that point, you're thinking, man, Murray's heating up. And six points is only two possessions, and everybody's hitting threes tonight like they're layups. So I think from that point on, uh, there was plenty of stress. But you're right, at halftime, down one, looked good. And, and then through the end of the third quarter, getting it up to eight and then pushing it to 11, man, everything was going their way. But uh, credit to Denver for fighting back. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, Steve Cleveland. Our basketball insider is next. Stay with us.